0: Ladies and gentlemen, watch it. Brother, 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 brother Alright, welcome back to Ryan and Angelo's Impact Under an hour power hour or whatever we call it these days. I'm your host one of your hosts, Ryan.
1: And I am Angelo.
0: And we just got done watching another Impact uh episode. Uh for what is it? august 4th i guess today is
1: is the
0: 4th yeah so whenever you hear this uh either tomorrow today yesterday whenever uh that's what we're talking about uh so i thought this was a pretty good episode
1: yeah i thought so i was just unrelated to impact but shout out to my friend dave uh he just he's a big nets fan and he just finished watching the rerun of the uh Net's Bucks game because he didn't watch it during work today. <laughs> um, they had a huge upset win. So. Yeah, yeah they had, was, and
0: and they had the uh, the return of Jamal Crawford just to get cut short.
1: Yeah, six minutes of action. Um, but
0: but like like we said, he was he was going to be their savior, and I don't know if he scored, but he helped yeah. them. He came in and they won.
1: He might have got a basket, yes. Yeah, so I I I'd consider him the reason they uh, won,
0: but hundred percent.
1: But Dave's a real trooper because he he didn't look up any like he didn't look up any scores in advance. He just watched the rerun of the game and they had no idea what the outcome was. So God bless. That's impressive. Yes, but uh, for so- as, as for impact today, um, I thought it was okay. It was it was hard for me to stay too interested it sounded like Madison Rain wasn't even too interested at times but uh, yeah i was going to say
0: she sounded like she did not want to be there <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm
1: glad you caught that too she like yeah. right from the get go i think uh Josh Matthews in that first mat, or first scene like asked like how you know important it is that she's been a part of Impact for so long and she like hesitated to answer that yeah so
0: uh But yeah, there were some good matches, there were some weird segments, there was, there's a lot of questions coming out of this episode, Um, and hopefully we get them answered sooner rather than later. Um, But before Impact came on today, uh, we got the word that Impact is going to be running a two-night special called Impact Emergence, and that will be in two weeks and three weeks from now, so... I believe that is if we look on our handy dandy calendars, that would be the 18th and the 25th of August
1: because it's running on it. It's on the Tuesday. Yeah. The show okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So instead, it's kind of like how Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen were for uh, AEW uh, instead okay, of running cool. another pay per view, they just are running these uh, special episodes. Cool. Um, Yeah. So we already know uh, coming into today, we knew one match, or coming into the episode, we knew one match, and that is Deanna Peraza will defend her Impact Knockouts Championship against uh, Jordan Grace, who is cashing in her rematch clause. Um, So we've got that. um, And that will be on the second night. So that'll be on the 25th of okay. uh August. Yes.
1: And next week we get to see uh Jordan Grace in action against Kimberly. So apparently just uh Kimberly's like the only uh female wrestler not in the storyline they can use.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it feels that way because you've got Kylie, Rosemary, and Taya over in the Wrestle House world. Oh, and Alicia, because uh, she exists. Right. Uh you've got uh Navea and uh Havoc they, still they feuding having, with yeah. Tasha Steeles and uh Kira Hogan. So yeah, I mean there's Madison and Rain, but she's on commentary. And maybe that's what, right. maybe that's she why be. she's upset. <laughs> Is that... Yeah.
1: It's like you going to use me instead of Kimberly again. Yeah.
0: because uh, <laughs> Kimberly literally faced Jordan Grace like two weeks before two or three weeks before uh uh Slam Right. So it feels really quick to be do- rehashing that again.
1: Yeah, agreed. So I'm feeling that like that's going to be a squash just to show that Jordan Grace is so much better than Deanna. Yeah. But we'll see.
0: So we started off tonight with uh, Moose versus Heath uh, for the TNA Heavy- World Heavyweight Championship. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, this was the the big match at least for me, going into the show today. So for them to open up with it was pretty surprising.
0: Yeah, I thought that this was going to either main event or, like, be close to the end. But when they did at the beginning, I was like, okay, well, they're probably going to start off with something big. Um, Like, so I thought, okay, maybe Heath's going to get that win or maybe EC3 is going to come distract Moose and that's how Heath can win and all sorts of things.
1: When this match was announced, I did not think Heath had a chance of winning. But as yeah. the match was progressing, I'm like, wow, Heath, Heath might sneak out a win here. Like, it it just felt like the momentum was going to go his way at some point. Yeah. And, yeah, I, it really got me invested into the match that I, I felt like it could have went either way.
0: Yeah, I, I thought this was a really good match for two guys who definitely have not wrestled against each other before.
1: Also a good point. Um yeah but have never crossed paths yeah. before.
0: And, I, I mean, I think we all forget that Heath is actually a pretty good wrestler when he's actually given time and not just a jobber. Um, like, him versus uh, Rollins a few years ago was pretty good. Um, hmm. okay. And I'm trying to remember. He, he's had some other pretty good matches that are, like, they're just, like, there. Uh, him, him When him and Rhino were, like, first teaming up, Uh, in that tag tournament to try to get Heath a uh, contract for SmackDown, they had some pretty good matches. And he, I mean, he was the better of him and Rhino because Rhino was in his 40s already. (laughs) Um,
1: but I mean, yeah, even Heath in the Nexus time was like, he showed promise, he showed that he has athletic ability and could wrestle matches. And they gave him some singles time there, yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the last couple years, last few years of his WWE career, really left it off without him really showing much. Oh, absolutely. But not, not to his fault.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought one of the funnier moments tonight, uh, Josh Matthews probably had his greatest moment in commentary history uh, when he was running down to Heath's achievements, uh, including winning something called the 24-7 title. Yeah, Whatever that means. <laughs> Yes. Uh, It is the best thing that Josh Matthews has ever done is burying the 24-7 championship. Um, Thank you for that. I I, I definitely
1: appreciated that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this ends with uh, Heath pushing Moose into the corner and it ends up hitting the ref who is just chilling there for some reason. Um, uh, Heath hits a wake up call or something it is called which is his signature move josh matthews you know he loves saying the signature move (laughs) um and he pins moose for like 10 seconds and realizes yeah the ref's not getting back up um and then he goes to check on the ref ref starts to get back up he starts to pick moose back up and moose hits him with the low blow and then Moose, like, rolls over to, on him, and the ref is still not up. The ref starts crawling. The ref goes one.
1: Two. A very, very slow count. It, it, something I haven't seen in wrestling in a while, where that pains ref is doing the really slow count.
0: And he actually hits three. Um, yeah. I was shocked that, like, I was like, oh, he, he's doing this, and is he, going to kick out. Nope. Heath was right, down. Right.
1: Where he actually hit three. I mean, I, I felt like the match was already long enough. Yeah, But yeah, the way the ref did it, it made you feel like he was going to kick out.
0: So Heath does not have a contract. He did not beat Moose. and Moose is still the TNA heavyweight champion. Uh, and... Do we
1: expect to see more of Heath now? Or because he doesn't have a contract, do you think? So this is it for his impact run.
0: My guess, my thinking here is one – remember they did th- this is one of those things where it's like oh man this guy doesn't work for the company you he, he keep on saying he doesn't work for the company yet you made him a titantron and you gave him his his own entrance music um i think they've got it they're pr- most likely gonna be doing something with him. i think that what will probably happen is uh he'll be like hey like him and scott uh dimore will be like hey man uh you didn't win that match. Why are you still here? And he'll be like, "Well, did you see? Blah blah blah." Or like he'll give him like it because he proved his worth or something like that. Um, yeah.
1: Or or you could see maybe Heath um, and Scott doing like a running gag of like, "Oh, if you want to win a contract, you have to do this crazy match." Like, Heath, yeah, Heath keeps giving him. Them- tasks that are very near impossible to do. Yeah. I mean, Heath money it definitely makes sense that they're going to keep him around more and that's what I would expect even after this loss today.
0: Yeah. Uh, so after this we get Gia Miller interviewing Willie Mack and again, Gia Miller I've said this over and over again, she has no personality but she wasn't the worst part about this I thought Willie Mack was because Willie Mack sounded like he did not the microphone didn't work like, at least on the TV, like it literally sounded like he was just like really lowly talking. All I heard in the entire thing was Eric Young is a dirtbag. Um, that's all I got out of that. Yeah, um, I,
1: I didn't get much out of it either, honestly. I mean, maybe that Antifa raw storyline <laughs> crossing over a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, apparently, he they Gia asked him about. Uh, if he knows what rich swan's big announcement is going to be and he says no uh, but that he, he thinks that rich swan is like one of the strongest people he'd ever known and if it wasn't for that dirtbag eric young uh, swan would have been the champion and yeah uh, after that we get an ec3 vignette and this was so much better than that because ec3 is money um right. and Basically, this is just – he runs down some of the TNA heavyweight champions uh, of the past. He mentions Styles, Rude, Storm. Uh, and... I mean, he's
1: going – he wants to go after Moose. Yes.
0: Right? Yeah, he mentions himself and he says that uh, – he calls out Moose and says that uh, he wants to win the TNA heavyweight title and burn the legacy of the TNA heavyweight title to the <laughs> ground. Um so, so was yeah. it
1: disappointing that he didn't interfere in the first match or was it just better off that
0: I think that it I think it's a little confusing because I mean I feel like this this can't go on much longer of him just doing these vignettes. Right. I think emergence has to be where him and Moose have their match. Um so I'm sure that next week that will set them up uh, officially because I know Moose every time, like it's for the most part, it's been basically like an EC3 promo right into the Moose segment. And this time it was Moose and Heath. Then there's the Willie Mac thing. And then it went, uh, EC3s promo. Um, so I think that next week we'll get to the head of this, um, but yeah, if it goes past emergence, I have no idea what's going on. But I definitely think this is setting up EC3 to be the person to take it, take the title away from Moose.
1: Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And just to end the storyline.
0: Yeah, I'm, and I'm fine with it. I'm sure yeah. they'll have a good match.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Uh, after this, we have Jimmy Jacobs interviewing the Motor City Machine Guns and talking about their history and how they came back together. Uh, talking about their long roads from injuries, forgot that he, it it's crazy to think that uh, Chris Saban has had three ACL tears.
1: Yes, that's why I just didn't didn't realize he would ever want to wrestle again. I remember in the I guess like two thousand twelve time, I mean before he even won the world titles, he already tore his ACL twice. Yeah. And yeah, so it's amazing that he's even still in wrestling shape.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the other thing is, like, Shelly has had his, like, they didn't talk too much about his injury troubles, but, like, he's had a lot of concussions. He's had, um yeah. like, some leg injuries, some back injuries. Like, he, at a time, I, I don't remember when it was. It was a few years ago. He had retired from wrestling for a while, like, for a few years. I was like, yeah,
1: he's still young, so.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, oh, just seeing... I the
1: promo, I mean, like, it was nice, it was nostalgic, but I think it went a little too long, because... Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And you can go with uh,
0: it. Yeah, and considering, like, last week, they had, like, that video package of running down the, like, Mercedes Machine Guns history of those three matches that existed, um, <laughs> that, you know, they definitely had more matches than those three, but they only just kept on showing the same three.
1: That Chris Saban had.
0: Yeah. Um... I felt like that could have been, like, they could have done away with this interview, really.
1: It, it, it could have been, like, what a WWE version of that is, where it, you start it for 30 seconds, and then the heels cut it off. But they yes. did, they basically gave them, like, six or eight minutes, it felt like. Yeah. The talk, and then the North came out, which you can go more into.
0: Yeah, um, so North comes out, and... Josh Alexander comes out with the microphone, and you know it. It's weird seeing Ethan Page. He's pacing back and forth, has the sunglasses, looking distraught. Uh, Alexander starts talking about how um, the Mercy Machine Guns have been given everything. They had one mat return match, and then they're thrust into uh, a title match right away uh, with the North, who have been battling every team in Impact for over a year. Uh, and that they got lucky to beat the North, and this sets Ethan Page off. <laughs> Ethan Page snatches the match, the or the microphone from Alexander, and he starts screeching. <laughs> they beat the North. They think they beat the North, uh, and just screeching about this, and they. Talks about, he screams at them, saying, "You think you beat the North? You didn't beat the North. You didn't beat us at fifty percent, forty percent, thirty percent. Hell, even twenty percent. We've, like we said, we've been busting our ass for a full year, fighting every single team, sometimes multiple times, uh, and just being bruised and beaten down." We had a hell of a match against Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock compared to your easy match, basically, against the Rascals. Um, we think you guys are a great team in the past, but come on. You guys got lucky facing us on an off day that we were already beaten up from. Uh, Alex Shelley just says, oh, congratulations. You were the champs. It was hard, but that doesn't excuse us for winning. We were, be- we're better than you guys. Uh, and Ethan Page and Josh Alexander remind them they have their rematch clause and they are using it at emergence. Now they didn't say what date it's going to be. Uh, yeah,
1: sure. We'll th- this was
0: official. Is. They did make it they did officially say at the end of the show that it will be at emergence, but again they did not say what day. Um so yeah, that again probably early will be a great on match.
1: that match. Early thoughts on where that match would go?
0: I think Mercedes Machine Guns win again. Um,
1: yeah, that's what it, it's what it feels like. They'll they'll retain be around for a little longer. You never know where the storyline goes in the next week or two. But yeah,
0: and I kind of want to see like if they lose again. I want to see how just deranged Ethan Page can go because nice. just one loss has sent him like off the edge. <laughs> so seeing another one like could be wonders
1: yeah and it would be interesting to give the north back to back big losses here, yeah too. it seems like they you know have been a mainstay of the modern impact t v and that there were some of the younger guys are like they are pushing and trying to keep around so it would be interesting to see if they try to recoup them after two big losses or if motor city machine guns are just were there for Slammiversary and will be gone soon,
0: yeah. Um I yeah I, I definitely think that is interesting to see like if Mercy machine guns stay and how long they're going to stay. Um I yeah. think there's a few really good matches that you can have with the Mercy machine guns still. Um That's true. Yeah I mean Mercy machine guns versus
1: That's debatable.
0: I think that my guess would be that they hold on to these and then the good brothers can take them off them.
1: Yeah, that is that true. could be a
0: hell of a match because again, that's a that's one that I mean I'm sure they faced off in
1: maybe Ring of Honor. Maybe. I don't know. I I'll yeah, look they. At that. But yeah. yeah, it's a great match on paper.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so after this we got a quick Kimberly walks into Deanna's uh dressing room. Deanna asks, Hello, can you knock? Kimberly says she's just there to say that uh, she has, that Deanna has something that she wants and she has something that she can help Deanna with, and that's Jordan Grace. Kimberly says that she can take out Jordan Grace next week. And if she does, or when she does, uh, can Deanna give her a title shot? And Deanna agrees. And so that. Uh, they set up Kimberly versus D, uh, Jordan Grace for next week. Uh, as we said, don't really care about it. Yeah. It's happened already. But this sets up our next segment, which is Wrestle House Woo-hoo! Day Two, baby. Uh, and right off the bat, we get Johnny Swinger stealing the show once again. Uh, so we start off with Taya and Johnny Bravo giving out. Uh, grooming palettes um, because they need to eradicate the B.O. in the room. <laughs> and Johnny Swinger says, B.O.? You mean Bob Orton? Yeah, that <laughs> one. <laughs> Gonna me. give a super blast.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was his last. Uh,
0: Angelo, have you watched the Boner Yard match yet? Uh, from... No, I didn't. Okay, so... Sw- If you didn't see it, um, Swinger was in it for a bit. Wow. Stealing the show, as always. Okay. Um, He was one of the many, many cameos in that match. (laughs) Um, That include Enzo, uh, the uh, (laughs) Rock and Roll Express, Heath and uh, Brian Myers, uh, Rory Fox, and... A guy in a, a guy that was shirtless in a Chewbacca mask.
1: All in this um, match.
0: Yeah, all in this match. All Not in that just match. On the show? Nope, just in that match. Okay. Um. Oh, and some random druids. Okay. Like Undertaker's druids, but I'd but better. See, yeah. Uh. Oh, and a uh, Uncle Allen slash AJ Styles' uh arm and hand from the <laughs> Boneyard match. <laughs> yes. Uh. Yeah. It. It's. It, it's definitely worth your time if you haven't watched it. Check it out. Uh, if you didn't watch uh, the uh, all of Talking Shopper Mania, it's not great wrestling, but it's a hell of an hour and like fifteen minutes to watch. It's just comedy gold. Uh, anyway, coming off of that, uh, you get Swinger talking to Susie and Alicia talking about how he could handle Alicia and would love to handle her. Alicia says, hey, I'm married and I would never get with you to begin with. And (laughs) Johnny Swinger says, well, I could probably handle you and her, talking about her and Susie. And this sets up Susie and Alicia (laughs) versus Johnny Swinger. And this wasn't really a match.
1: Steve says to Johnny Swinger, there's nothing wrong with a handicap.
0: Yep. Uh, He's very confused on why Swinger wants this, but Swinger lets him know that two-on-one is something that he really likes in this situation. Yeah, Swinger Uh, wasn't
1: mad at all, which is, you know, he's a little delusional, I guess, but I guess, whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, when he goes to try to do wrestling holds with them and chain wrestling, he keeps on saying, let's hook up ladies. Um, He didn't get any offense in this entire match, as expected. Um, and I don't think he wanted to kick out because when he gets pinned by both Susie and Alicia, uh, once they get up, he has the biggest smile on his face and is laughing happily. Uh, and (laughs) I think the swing man got exactly what he wanted.
1: Uh, it sounds like it.
0: Yeah. Um, after this, we get our flashback moment of the week, which was easily the shortest flashback of all time uh it is literally the end of Sammy Callahan versus Cage in a steel cage match um cage being Brian Cage not an an actual cage uh for the the impact title so it, all this this is is literally the finish of the match where Sammy does uh uh, uh what's the the pile driver off the second oh, rope yeah. uh pinning cage Brian Cage, and gain the title and slobbering all over the place. There's a lot of saliva yeah. coming and out it's of good setup The open challenge later. Yes. There, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, after this, we get the Good Brothers who are walking back to uh, their car, and they notice that the doors are all open, and they're like, did we leave them open? And they're like, nope. They get there, and a bunch of beer poured everywhere, <laughs> and... All of a sudden, some sheriffs show up and they're like, hey, guys, is this your car? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, is this your beer? And they're like, yeah, somebody messed with it. like, you know you can't have open carry in the state of Tennessee? And he's like, yeah, that's not our beer. We wouldn't have done that. We know the law around here. And then Ace Austin comes up and is like, hey, guys, oh, man, officers, I can tell you I saw these guys drinking. They're a bunch of booze hounds, uh, which piss off, uh, which really pisses off Gallows, who tries to, like, break his car door to get to Ace and finally goes around the door to start trying to hit him. The sheriffs try to break it up. All of a sudden, Fulton comes over and elbows uh, uh, Gallows. Gallows throws an elbow back, uh, and Fulton dodges it. Uh, and a sheriff comes over and he throws another elbow and hits the sheriff in the face. And Luke Gallows gets arrested. Um, and, yeah, that sets up something later that happens, yeah. Um, but then we get to our open challenge. So I guess
1: that – were you watching on the television? or? Yeah, I watched
0: television.
1: Yeah, you watched television. So on Twitch, they kind of showed another – flashback. Okay. Which I don't know why, but they did show Beer Money winning their first tag team titles against oh. uh, LAX, which is her Okay. side in Hernandez. They showed that first. Beautiful. Band, right? So I guess you didn't see that then.
0: Yeah, no, we did not get that. So I guess
1: they, because they figured I guess Sammy Callahan's one was so short that they just like, let's just show Beer Money. Why not? Yeah. And up. you guys
0: don't get commercials anyway, so, right? right?
1: Well, usually we get Melissa Santos, but I guess that was like the yeah. exception. So we just got to listen to the best intro of TNA history, beer, beer, money.
0: I mean, that 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 works for me. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was
0: happy. Yeah, so we come back and Eddie Edwards coming out to the ring. And then we've got Sammy Callahan's ICU hacker thing coming on. And all of a sudden, like the lights, they're coming back on and you see two figures. You see Callahan and somebody with a chair and you're like, oh, no, who's that behind them? We all know it's going to be RVD, uh, and lights come on, RVD's hitting him with a chair, and Katie Forbes is just twerking above his body. Um,
1: yeah, lovely stuff.
0: And then Katie Forbes starts kicking him really badly, and RVD starts throwing punches. Then security comes, and Katie Forbes starts to kill security, and... I mean,
1: this is this is for RVD's... We're seeing RVD near the ring.
0: Yeah, other than him uh, doing his little countdown for Katie yeah, yeah. Ford. Yeah, but this is the this is the action that we've been craving.
1: Oh yes, this is the R V D we know and love.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um so they leave, uh, medical people are coming to treat Sammy. Sammy gets up, says he's fine, he goes into the ring, and as he gets in, uh Eddie Edwards comes over, asks if he's okay. Sammy just slaps him across the face, and this is when Josh Matthews says, "For those of you who are new with Impact, and Sammy Callahan don't like each other." And
1: real insightful,
0: yeah. Uh, later in the in the match, we would get to know why this was on for people who didn't watch Impact years ago. Uh, like at, I think this is two years ago now. Like a lot, this got probably the most notifications for impact in a while when this happened, when Sammy and uh, Eddie Edwards were in their little feud, uh, uh, Sammy Callahan took a baseball bat. He was supposed to hit the chair that he had placed on Eddie Edwards, uh, but missed and hit Eddie Edwards square in the face. Uh and he didn't let up with it. like He just went full force with it still. Oh, right. um, and this led to Eddie Edwards getting severely injured. Um, and a lot of people were talking about how Sammy Callahan should have been fired immediately for this. Um, instead, they started running this angle of him being just a just an unsafe individual. which um, just what they
1: do with Nia Jax and WWE. Yes. Oh, not a great wrestler? Um, What's wrong with it?
0: Yeah, and it ends up leading to uh, Eddie Edwards coming back, t- basically turning heel and being, like, this hardcore hero, well, villain, uh, attacking, at one point, his wife with a kendo stick, <laughs> uh, Alicia, uh, attacking Tommy Dreamer, uh, attacking anybody he could get his hands on with bats and kendo sticks. Um, okay, so and- basically
1: impacts, like took what happened and this is what is the character that we see now sammy callahan is kind of just like this demented person no
0: no no. so that was eddie edwards oh, when okay. eddie edwards came back like he went insane because he just was so blood-driven to try to beat up callahan so but, there was, like there tommy was, dreamer was eddie
1: edwards hitting his wife with a kendo stick yes uh that's that's incredible
0: yeah, uh, she tried to come and stop him and, like, he swung around and just hit her. Oh. Um, and, like, he, like, just stood over her and, like, <laughs> just walked in, like, yeah. um, But, yeah, it ended up with, like, a, what they called the House of Hardcore match between him and Dreamer.
1: Uh, I'm familiar uh-huh. with uh, those House of Hardcores.
0: Yeah, because that's when, like, House of Hardcore and Impact were doing, like, Toe branded shows right right uh but it was it was on impact i believe at one of their pay-per-view i think it was that uh anniversary last year oh. uh was their their blow-off match uh yeah anyway uh this was actually a really good match i thought uh callahan was obviously selling his injuries from uh from RVD's yeah, vicious attack. With the injuries, attack. Attack. this
1: match is going to end within 10 seconds, but we yes. got a lot better of a match. So
0: Yeah, and we we got some really cool moves in this one. We had, uh, again, the pile driver, but Eddie uh, ends up getting his foot on the ropes at like two and a half. Um, we thought there was going to be the new champ there, going back to the pile driver that he hit on Brian Cage in the flashback moment. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought this was a really well-worked match. I mean, they clearly have great chemistry. Um, and I was surprised, again, that this wasn't, like, a main event. This was, like, dead center of the show. Um,
1: yeah, also weird, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, and the, ends up with uh, Callahan losing. Yeah, uh, finish, Eddie Edwards. finish hits. was
1: interesting because... I mean the rest was in the ring but Callahan was thinking about swinging a steel chair.
0: Yeah, and, and I have no idea them. what the point of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he brought the chair in and he starts swinging it on the the sides of the ring, of the on the apron, hits it off the um the ropes and then decides, yeah, you know what, maybe I don't want to get disqualified from this match because if I hit him then I lo- I can't win the title. Right. But he then, throws then he takes the the back, chair. back
1: off the knee parties and uh
0: yeah, it was it was a very weird ending to this match. Right. Uh, and even commentary didn't know what to say about this because <laughs> uh, Madison Reigns says, I don't understand what Sammy was doing. Did he have a change of heart or did he not want to get disqualified? Right. And it's like, yeah, what was the point of him bringing the chair in? He's basically a face at this point. So was like, what was the point of him bringing the chair? Yeah, it, it,
1: and for him on his own to decide not to use the chair, or like the ref ripping it out or something.
0: Yeah. Um, so then we get WrestleHouse back. Uh, Kylie comes over to Johnny Bravo, who is cleaning up the the house, uh, and she introduces herself, even though she's introduced her herself multiple times to Johnny Bravo, according to him. Uh, Johnny. Uh, asks what she wants, and he tells her she tells Johnny that uh she was talking to Rosemary, and Rosemary told her that uh we can't leave Russell House until uh Johnny uh takes the hint and uh, Johnny says, I might be old uh I might not be the smartest, but I know when to take a hint, and then we go to a commercial We're like oh man, what's this mean and we come back from commercial and we see Kylie pacing back and forth, and Johnny comes over, tells her to move out of the way. He has his bags, and he is leaving Wrestle House. even though it has been previously announced that you cannot leave Wrestle House because Rosemary put, like, a curse and sent it to hell, and Abyss is there. But somehow Johnny can just walk out and leave. So it is what it is. Rosemary and Taya are both screaming for Johnny. They come out. They ask Kylie if they see, if she has seen Johnny. She tells them that he told her, or he she told Johnny about Rosemary wanting him to take some hints about her liking him uh, and that he left. And so this leads to a match. Uh, and so we've got Rosemary versus Kylie with Taya as guest ref. Uh, this was a fine yeah that didn't
1: interest me and um i mean kylie is also the number one contender you're not going to have her lose here against rosemary yeah. so it just i wasn't too interested in it so much now
0: there wasn't really much offense either it was more just like basic moves going for pins um yeah. taya not wanting to get her nails dirty uh one of, one of
1: the Deaners was very afraid of rosemary
0: yes uh We also got um, at the end here, Rosemary is like on the ground. She's trying to get back up. And all of a sudden, Johnny Bravo's back and he's chanting for her. She sees him. She gets happy. uh, And that actually distracts her. And Kylie hits her with a super kick. One, two, three. Slow, very slow count from Taya. uh, And that's the match. Kylie celebrates. Everybody's booing Taya uh, for being the worst ref they've ever seen. Uh, Johnny comes in uh, and tries to comfort Rosemary. Rosemary is like, oh, you came back. He's like, yeah, Kylie told me about the hints. and I know what hints you're talking about. I really like you. uh, But I can't let Taya know because Taya would kill me uh, and kill you as well for stealing him away from her. And Taya comes uh, over after celebrating being a ref. Um, Rosemary had said right before Taya comes over uh, that it can be their little secret. Taya comes, grabs Bravo by the ear and rips him out of the ring. Uh, And Rosemary says that she won't let anybody leave uh, until they, her and Johnny are back, are actually together. Uh, However long it takes, and yeah, I'm perfectly fine with Wrestle House. Wrestle House continues to deliver some great moments.
1: Yeah, it wasn't as strong as last week for me, but no, it's doing the job.
0: Absolutely. Uh, We come back, and Carl Anderson is on the phone with somebody, and like he's talking about what happened, and then he says, "Okay, Gallows, I'm coming to get you." But, like, he was totally talk, explaining the situation. So, why was he talk, talking to Gallows? That doesn't make sense. Um, Austin, Ace Austin comes out uh, and <laughs> Carl Anderson gets the phone that he had and just tosses it across the room, nowhere close to anybody. And it's just shown that it's a totally a flip phone that was probably from like the mid 2000s. Uh, why Bleed Carl hard Anderson hard has that? Yeah, so I guess the impact just has them lying around. That's fine. Uh, Ace, he throws a punch at Ace Austin. Fulton comes over, beats up Carl Anderson. Ace Austin beats up Carl Anderson. They leave him down. Um, yeah, and that continues their feud. Fine. Uh, after this, we've got Chris Bay and Rojas Raju versus Falaba and TJP. This was a match.
1: We yeah. It, it was okay. Um Yeah. But um I mean I saw more from Fala Fah than I have other weeks, I feel like. I guess because a lot yeah. of the other wrestlers were on the lighter side and more, more mobile versus uh like Fala Fah versus the AC Romero and Larry D yeah. team. So you you got to yes. get more out of them there.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's good to see Fala Ba actually like showing off some of that athleticism that he has, yeah. Um, this was the one th- I do have to say. Midway through this match, oh,
1: that pose Josh Matthews. Middle? What was it? The pose in the middle of the ring when they threw. Oh out? no!
0: I was going to talk about commentary real quick. Okay. So, Josh Matthews is talking about uh, how he's been really impressed with, and I quote wrestler house and i want to be i think me and you should join wrestler house (laughs) madison and madison says nope i wish you would go to wrestle house and he says that would be great i heard there's a million dollars there but who knows if that's real okay okay josh matthews this would not be the last of really weird wording by people or mistakes made on the mic and we'll get to that at the end um but yeah angela you want to talk about the pose
1: i just thought it was really awkward they threw out Roget and chris bay and they kind of like the match basically stopped and they just posed in the <laughs> ring before they cut the commercial And like that was very uh planned
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um i agree Uh, Uh, I understand
1: everything is done in advance, but, like, still nice to feel like it's a sport.
0: Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Like, that's, that's always been, like, one of my biggest pet peeves with, like, WWE. When, like, they just throw somebody to the outside and, like, the camera zooms in on the person that just got thrown to the outside and they're just laying on the ground. yeah, Or they're, like, walking around and getting real angry, but there's no ref count. And they've been out there for a while. But the camera's like getting right up in the face of the wrestlers out there. And then they cut the commercial. Um, this this kind of reminded me about that, yeah. of that as well. I thought the finish was really cool. Um, so Chris Bay goes for his uh, the triple C, the uh, cool Chris cutter. Uh, does the springboard, is coming down for it. And TJP catches both of the arms of Chris Bay to set him into the cross arm breaker uh, and Chris Bay taps out. Yeah. And I thought this was real. It was a really smooth transition because he did catch both arms of Chris Bay and then somehow get like got his arms to like, it's very smooth to like release the one arm and get both of his arms back around uh, Chris Bay's one arm to work the cross arm breaker. Um it was really cool to see it like in midair to catch him. Um and yeah, I guess TJP's going for that uh probably at Emergence. I don't think he's going to win. Yeah. It's, I, I don't think he'll I win I think but it's it, more is, yeah, it's
1: sense of a great X Division match. We know is a very talented wrestler.
0: Yeah, and that's my thing is I think this is a good way to just show like that Chris Bay Is the real deal? He's gonna beat somebody who's won the X Division title before. He's like right now, like probably one of the senior members of the X Division.
1: Yeah, I mean, this definitely helps. Like having a match against TJP will definitely help set him up as being more than just a transitional champion. Because I'm not not sure what they how long Chris Bay is gonna be champion, but this is good, good. This will be a good first match.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is well, First technically course. second offense right, because of right. uh, yeah, the Willie Macri match. But yeah, absolutely, this is a great way to keep on that train. Yes. Um. So then we get the Rich Swan announcement, and once they, I realized that this was the main event. I was like, okay, well, this is gonna be weird. Yeah. We've got 13 minutes when they cut to him, and right before that, they announced. What's on next week's episode, and that is Eddie Edwards redoing an open challenge, Kimberly versus Jordan Grace and Steels and Kiara Hogan versus Navia and Havoc in a tag team no DQ match. So, it's interesting, stack, right? Basically, basically. Um, so Rich Swan comes out, and considering this is taped, I thought that Rich Swan is really good. Really smooth, really clear on the mic. However, he had two really weird sentences that he said. And I'm surprised they didn't say, let's go back and reshoot this. The first one is, he said, 15 years ago, I became a professional wrestling.
1: Mm, I didn't even catch that.
0: Yeah. Like, I had to, like, I rewound it a little bit just so I could hear it again. Because I was like, he couldn't have just said that. Yeah uh bited uh and then later on he's talking about his road to recovery uh how he was told in January by an orthopedic surgeon that he was never going to be able to walk normally again. he would walk with a limp uh which means that if you walk with a limp your career- re- your wrestling career is over. I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure there's wrestlers with limps, yeah, um, I uh...
1: I mean, have you seen Tommy Dreamer? <laughs>
0: have you seen Dreamer? Have you seen Jado? Have you seen. I mean, to be fair, Jado isn't much of a wrestler anymore. Nick but... Foley had a limp two yeah, into um, his career. Yeah, I was going to say, Nick Foley literally, like any time I remember him, <laughs> was limping
1: to come out. Yeah, you can literally watch um, Cactus Jack videos, and he's limping.
0: <laughs> literally every wrestler after a hardcore, uh, an Extreme Rules or TLC pay per view. Uh, in w w e uh comes out limping the next night um, yeah that was weird uh but then he says uh he was driven by hard work uh heart free will dedication uh I thought that was a really good passionate promo uh the last thing I thought was really weird was he was like uh seven months or in august I went back to that same orthopedic surgeon or i'm sorry Seven months later, which would have been August, but definitely meant July. Uh, he said that uh, he went back to the same orthopedic surgeon, and he said that he's never seen such a great recovery, and that he could definitely wrestle again. Uh, and right after that, he was in, he was put right into the main event in the biggest pay per view in Impact Slammiversary. Um. Okay, uh, yeah. thought it was re- like he, he. I understood we was trying to say, but like again, could have reshot it so it didn't sound like a mess of words. Um, he said that he broke his uh he broke his fibula in the January incident. Uh, injury. He broke his fibula. He br- he tore his MCL. He tore his meniscus. He broke his L. Or dislocated his L seven and L six vertebrae, which is not in your leg. No, it's in your back.
1: And oh, yeah, that's um an injury and a half.
0: Yeah. Um. And but he kept on pointing to his leg, so I thought that was weird. Maybe there's an L six, L seven down there yeah, too. I, I don't different. know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He said that uh, when Eric Young attacked him. Uh, After the the show, he went to the same orthopedic surgeon uh, and said that he said that was the exact same injury that he had suffered in January, this time even worse. Um, And that if he ever wrestled again, he risked his life, he risked his family, uh, and he risked never walking again. Uh, So, so,
1: I'm no doctor, but... is trying to do is they're trying to use um, the retirement things similar to Daniel Bryan's speech, Edge's speech, where it's like the doctor told me if I wrestle again, I can risk this. But those were concussions. Those were neck injuries. Yes. I mean, broken fibula is pretty terrifying, but I don't think it's really in the same realm as li- of life-changing injuries as brain injuries and neck injuries. So
0: yeah, the ability uh,
1: wasn't there as much for me.
0: Yeah, and my other thing is he was talking about like how he couldn't walk for like we couldn't even use crutches for a while with the first injury, and like he's in a walking boot already, somehow, two weeks after Slammiversary, but it's worse than the first time. Um, that doesn't seem right, like, right, <laughs> um but he announces that he is retiring from wrestling to as a precaution to save both himself and his family. Bunch of the impact locker room comes out. Um, weird people that came out were Reno scum who are heels uh, Two random referees suicide and uh, suicide who me and Pat originally were like, Oh, that's going to be Eric Young. But then like it zoomed in and that was way skinnier than Eric Young. <laughs> um, and again, this man had hair when they like were coming out at the end Um, like Suicide's back was turned to the camera, and you could see like the hair pointing out again. So who knows who Suicide is? I don't know. Uh, and Kimberly was also out there again, another heel. Weird. Um, but yeah. Uh, so uh, Swan gets comforted by um the Rascals and Eddie Edwards, uh, for a while, uh, and Willie Mack, uh, and then starts making the long journey up, and this took about a minute and a half to make it up this really small ramp, and they kept on zooming in to his walking boot um, while he's on crutches, but he is clearly walking. I had
1: me confused because, yeah, it was taking so long. Like, are they just going to end the show like this? Like, like, what are we expecting?
0: Yeah, um, once they... Like, once I, I saw the walking boot, but he was claiming it was a bigger injury than... In January, I was like, Yeah, this is this is a work. Like, there's no way this is a real retirement because that's not how this works. Right. Um and so I was waiting for Eddie Edward or er, er, Eric Young to come out. Me and Pat were watching together. Pat was like, Yeah, this isn't ending until Eric Young comes out. He gets to the top of the ramp, he turns around, looks at everybody, that like starts to bow his head, and Eric Young comes over out of nowhere, knocks him to the ground, grabs one of his crutches, slams it against the walking boot, and runs away. And Eddie Edwards chases after him. The Rascals go to comfort him. Willie Mack goes after Eric Young. And the refs walk out. Kimberly just walks past him. Reno scum look at him and walk away. TJP and Fala Ba are there. They look like they're going to go after, uh, towards Eric Young, but instead they come and, like, comfort him. Uh, and the show goes off the air. And, yeah. yep, uh, definitely going to be a match. I don't think this is going to happen at Emergence. I think it's too soon.
1: That's that's the thing, Now You can't just run with this storyline at Emergence or any really any time in the next two months and have it Yeah, real.
0: exactly. The guy's yeah, supposed to be this... having
1: a career-ending injury. And even if, like, let's say it was the same as his previous injury, that took six months, seven months to come back from. Yes. So we're not talking until next year.
0: Yeah, and, like, he just re-injured it again. Yeah, (laughs) so,
1: like, realistically, I'm not expecting on Impact that Rich Wimes is not going to wrestle again for the rest of the year. But it's not going to make sense if he comes back in a month.
0: Yeah. Um. It won't make sense if he's back in two weeks or right. three weeks, yeah, yeah,
1: it definitely won't make sense if he's coming back and fighting Eric Young in two weeks, or even like even if he like Eric Young's in a match and he comes out and starts beating up Eric Young, like that wouldn't make sense, yeah,
0: yeah, no, like this this they've worked themselves into a weird corner,
1: yeah with with a guy that just came off the injury list that probably is eager to wrestle,
0: yeah, so. because right now like if to make this make sense, like he wouldn't even be ready for Bound for Glory because right. that's in October. So, like you're realistically looking at what something in February, yeah, January that's at the, thing, the like, earliest. They, they could
1: do Bound for Glory, and it just it really wouldn't make that much sense. But
0: yeah, like he even this is a weird storyline. I thought this took me out of it um, because it's like you're trying to build up this story. And it doesn't make sense anymore if like they're going right to a match in either two, three weeks or two months. Like it doesn't make sense logistically.
1: Yeah, and it was just like it's kind of a shame that you're writing off Rich Swan for that long. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So So it seems like
1: you know, at least you can get with Eric Young, they're gonna probably do something I would think like maybe with Willie Mack. Promo, yeah, have a promo with, like, a, a run with him for a month.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that's probably going to be your emergence match is yeah. Eric Young versus Willie Mack, which I'll be totally fine with. That, I'm that'll sure be that'll be a fun match. Yeah. um, And nice. I'm sure you can fit in some other people that are, like, I mean, there were enough people that came to, uh, to care for... Uh, uh, for for Rich Swan at the end, that he could yeah. technically have a ma- a month program for each of them, have yeah, a month for, with Young each Young rascal
1: himself here as a heel.
0: <laughs> yeah, the
1: roster the rest of the roster doesn't like him, so it sounds like you are gonna have Eric Young on TV for a while because you you want to set him up versus Rich Swan eventually. Yes, at that point. So
0: I think, in all honesty, this sets up Eric Young as a very real contender for. The world title, yeah, um, <laughs> and you can have Rich Swan come back for that world title uh, next year or whenever they end up running it. Hopefully, it's not soon because it, again, would make no it sense.
1: Make it to yeah. Uh, the
0: one thing we forgot to talk about is our boy was back. Hernandez forgot what? to mention. Did you not? Did you guys not get this on Twitch? Uh, maybe I missed it. Oh, Hernandez is brushing his mustache and he's talking to two people and we don't know who the two people are but he's like you know this rhino thing is still getting on my nerves I still want my money <laughs> I deserve that money can you help me get it and camera pulls out and it's Reno Scum and Reno Scum is like well if he still has the money then we're definitely in uh, and so they well, are now Reno's bounty um, hunting
1: I was gonna say, for Reno's rhino's and money and rhino are all out there for that last scene
0: yeah. So my thinking is this could set up uh, those two could be against Rhino and Heath comes in to try to make the save.
1: Oh, I see.
0: Uh, that could be a way to get uh, like, again, it could just be another silly thing like, oh, yeah, you're not on the roster. But if you and Rhino can beat Reno scum, then maybe you'll get a roster spot. Uh, I think that goes back to your idea. Um I mean I'd hope that Heath Slater and uh or Heath and uh Rhino can beat Reno Scum. I feel like everybody can at this point. Yeah,
1: yeah, it doesn't seem like Reno Scum is a a, a serious challenge to anybody. Yeah. At this stage. And, and uh, other things we missed. I think we missed um Brian Meyer. They did a little Oh, that, that yeah, there's him. another Brian Meyer. Uh, vignette. vignette
0: exactly. I'm pretty sure it was the same one from was last year. Was,
1: was it just the same? So, yeah, no, nothing, wrong. yeah, no, no uh, timeline for him to show up, but nope, just, you're expecting him sometime this year,
0: yeah. Uh, if you really want to see Brian Myers in action, check out Talking Shop of Mania. He was okay. there, uh, he, he was uh, managing a uh, swaggle rider, <laughs> uh, aka swaggled. Uh, <laughs> because he was dressed as Matt Cardona. Uh, But they couldn't get Matt Cardona because he's contracted elsewhere.
1: He Um, probably just didn't want to do that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. But I thought it was there were some really funny moments with Brian. Brian Myers and uh, Keith uh, both really helped uh, steal this show. Uh, The the uh, Talking Choppa Mania with their random run-ins throughout the night. Like there was a there was a uh, hardcore match that was going around Gallows's backyard and house, <laughs> and they go to a room and Matt Cardona is or not Matt Cardona, Brian Myers is playing with uh, the action figures, uh, like the Hasbro. They were t- calling them the Hasbro's, like the very rare Hasbro's, <laughs> and one of the wrestlers gets thrown into him. <laughs> Brian Myers is like, do you know how expensive and rare these are? And he gets like all offended that he touched the, uh, right. The, the, uh, during the boner yard match, him and, uh, Heath are lounging in lounge chairs in the middle of the boner yard. Um, and yeah, they, they were gold. Uh, Heath at one point comes out dressed as Sting during the during the show. Uh, So yeah, you if you haven't watched Talking Shop of Mania or you don't want to watch it, don't want to pay the money, and you just want to hear some review, you can check out our review of it uh, as well as our review of the Kissing Booth too. Because apparently we do bad movie (laughs) reviews now too.
1: Whatever Pat wants.
0: Yeah. Um. So Angelo. How would you rate this show?
1: Sadly, I will rate this a thumbs down. There were two strong matches, and then a lot of confusion, and Wrestle House wasn't as good as I was hoping for this week. So it's going to be a thumbs down for me, dog.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to go thumbs in the middle. Uh, I don't think it was the weakest episode that we've watched.
1: No, I agree. Um,
0: and, but, and the two title matches I thought were really strong but everything else was kind of a meh um, in there. And Russell House, there were some good moments, but it wasn't, like, the total blowing me away like it did week one. Uh, hopefully they can rebound because I still think it was it was really fun, but there's room for improvement.
1: It definitely is. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, so that concludes our power hour of impact. Uh, remember you can check us out or check us out on Twitter at deep six wrestling without the G you can follow us on Facebook at deep six wrestling, follow us on YouTube, Brother. subscribe to us, like us, um, again, deep six wrestling. Brother. Uh, and of course you can also, uh, listen to this podcast on anchor on tune in radio, stitcher radio, uh, apple podcast and spotify leave a review like subscribe whatever you can do on the other ones and if you really
1: want you could uh dm me on twitter and i could just reread you the entire script of the podcast
0: that's 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 fine that's what's your twitter handle angelo if you want to give it to him
1: i think it's uh at jnc deep six something like that yeah yeah whatever
0: yeah um So, yeah, we'll see you next time for our Impact Power Hour.
1: All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Brother. Brother.